thanks for listening to the weirdest stories from around the world on Weird AF News with your host, Comedian Jonesy. A Tennessee doctor borrowed $300,000 from a patient and then diagnosed her with dementia. There's a lot of questions here I got. This happens in Tennessee. There's some weird stuff going down in Tennessee. It's very close to Florida. Obviously, it's going to be issues. <laughs> uh, a Tennessee doctor has retired her medical license after it was discovered that she borrowed $300,000 from a longtime patient, then diagnosed the woman with dementia when she asked for her money back. This is your plan? This is your plan, doctor? What a dumb plan. Who? <laughs> you got to come up with a better plan than this. You're a doctor? Aren't you an intelligent individual? You're like, I know what I'll do. <laughs> I'll borrow money from her, and then I'll diagnose her with, with forgetfulness. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll say, nope, nope. Sharon, you are, <laughs> there's your dementia acting up again. You think you gave me hundreds of thousand dollars, but you didn't. <laughs> I can imagine like a <laughs> a priest does this and then and then claims that the person who loaned them the money uh, were possess- are possessed by a demon. Hey, father, I loaned you some money. No, no, you you, you think you did, but uh, you're uh, you're possessed by a demon right now. So <laughs> that was that was a pretty bad analogy, but I, I don't know. I thought I could go somewhere with it. Obviously, I couldn't, <laughs> but I tried. I mean, come on, this is such a bad plan. You've got to be out of your mind. You've got to be out of your mind. But uh, but the doctor now insists that she was set up by a vindictive patient and said she only agreed to retire after the state's attorney presented her with an unwinnable legal case. Whoa, 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 what's going on here? No. Did you borrow the hundreds of thousands of dollars from a patient or not? I mean, what is this? And by the way, what patient, what a strange patient-doctor relationship you have. You, who loans their doctor hundreds of thousands of dollars? What, what kind of weird... I mean, really? I've never had that kind of relationship with any of my doctors. Not one. Granted, I really didn't have any doctors in my 20s because I didn't have insurance that whole decade. But I mean, the, my doctors now, I can't ever see anything like that ever going down. Be like, hey, doctor, could I get a lollipop when I leave if I was a good patient? Maybe, maybe. (laughs) It was all lies, the doctor says. And there will be no chance of a benefit. There was no reversal. What are they talking about here? I don't even know. Uh, Hold on, let me pause this shit. Sometimes I got to pause it. It's too technical. Okay, so what happened was they're claiming she borrowed 300000 from a patient when her medical clinic fell on hard times. So her, she had a whole clinic and it was going on a business and so that she asked for lots of money. The patient loved the doctor, loved the clinic so much. Maybe the patient was very wealthy, was like, I'll help you out with a little bit of a loan to keep this place going. And then when the patient requested repayment, Dr. Lee diagnosed her with dementia in an apparent effort to escape the debt. <laughs> Why don't you just call the coroner and pronounce her dead on the table? <laughs> Can I get my money back? No, no, I pronounced you dead. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, the patient had been, the patient had been treated by this doctor for 25 years and was a personal friend. Sad. That's why, man, money, you can't, uh, money can really ruin a friendship. You got to keep money out of it, really, I find, in most instances. It can ruin, it'll ruin relationships with your friends and your family. So, 
Borrowing money, that's a tough thing. It's a tough thing to do between family and friends. It could really go sour, and then you lose a friend. Terrible. During a phone interview with the Tennessean on Tuesday, Dr. Lee said the state, the state of twisted... The state has twisted the facts of the case to make it appear as if she was scheming to escape this loan. She says she borrowed the money from the patient approximately 20 years ago and had been dutifully, dutifully repaying the debt in installments. She also stood by her dementia diagnosis, she said, which occurred about two years ago. Said the, the patient exhibited erratic behavior and signs of memory loss, thinking that I owed her way more money than I actually do. <laughs> Oh, boy, that's crazy. I love stuff like this, right? The world is so bananas. Unbelievable. <laughs> hey, call Weird AF News. I got a phone number, 646-450-2012. Why should we call, Jonesy? I don't know. Maybe you're from Tennessee and you want to defend your state. Um, yeah. Houston Library is sued by anti-gay activists over Drag Queen Story Hour. What is Drag Queen Story Hour? That's what I want to know. That sounds like a good time. <laughs> it sounds like books and great music and some dancing and shots, maybe. That's what I'm thinking. Drag Queen Story Hour. Sign me up. I like books. I like dancing. <laughs> I like booze. Let's get it on. Uh, a crew of anti-gay protesters has, have rallied outside the federal courthouse's in Houston, announcing they are suing the Houston Public Library over a city-sponsored drag queen story hour, which they say violates their freedom of religion. How does that violate your freedom of religion? I don't understand. You can still practice your religion. I don't think this violates it. I mean, is your religion strictly called anti-drag queen story hour <laughs> ministry? <laughs> the ministry of anti-drag queen story hour, is that your religion? <laughs> I don't understand how this violates your freedom of religion. Go and practice your religion. No one's saying you can't, children. They are children. Opponents of this drag queen story hour. It's so funny that it exists. I think it's so funny. I'm assuming it's a drag queen comes to the library and reads a story to kids. And it's probably a gay themed story. So what? So what? If you don't like it, don't attend. Don't take your kids there. Jeez. It's like a really, it's like a movie that has rape in it. You don't have to watch it. Don't go to it. Don't give them your money. Don't go and participate. Jeez. You know, the library has hundreds of events a year, okay? <laughs> they they got to cover all bases. They are serving the entire public, not just you, okay? So you're going to find certain events that don't fall into uh, your point of view. Well, you know what? You're not the whole public, okay? Taxes come from everybody, from gay people, from people who are not your religion. Taxes are the taxes that fund this library come from people who maybe even drag queens. So get a life and, you know, do your just get a life. Jeez, do I have to even say more than that? Get a goddamn life. <laughs> Opponents of the story hour have turned out to protest the library events, which began last summer in a in the city's historically gay neighborhood called Montrose. Similar drag queen events have been hosted around the country with the aim of providing role models for children. The lawsuit was filed Friday by a group who was vocally opposed, who have vocally opposed marriage equality and joined the fight to defeat a proposed Houston ordinance that would have lifted gender restrictions on bathrooms. The group has asked a federal judge to halt the reading 
of the the reading by these drag queens cl- claiming they are not appropriate for all patrons. Exactly. They're not appropriate for all patrons. So what? Not all events at libraries are appropriate for all patrons. My library has... My, my library's in Chinatown. My library offers Tai Chi as an event. And they had the Dodgers come and sign sign stuff for the kids. I mean, they have all kinds of events. They span all sorts of interests. What are you talking about? <laughs> idiots, man. Goddamn idiots. <laughs> the library director and mayor, are uh, Sylvester Turner, are named as defendants in this case. And they're being accused of being recklessly entangled in LGBT doctrine. Oh my goodness, you've got to be kidding me. As if the mayor doesn't have enough problems. Now you're going to wrap them up in a in a lawsuit too. What a waste of city resources. That's it. like you sit there and bitch about the waste of taxpayer dollars. And now you're suing the mayor who's now going to have to, uh, you know, have an attorney paid for by guess who taxpayers to defend himself. You dumbass. <laughs> who are these people? Unbelievable. They also said that they said that, uh, this, the branch should not be funded with taxpayer dollars since the library would not host a quote, man-woman marriage storytelling hour. What are you, eight years old? This is your argument? God, you you make me sick. You really do. The group behind the lawsuit identify themselves as Christ followers, taxpayers, and card-carrying library patrons. One of those bringing the lawsuit is Tex Christopher, who says he homeschooled his children using library books. Well, then maybe you shouldn't turn around and sue the library. Maybe you should be appreciative of the library lending you their materials so you could homeschool your goddamn kids. (laughs) And maybe... You know, not bitch at the library for offering a variety of events at that point. What is wrong with you? Another plaintiff, Chris Sievers, filed a number of lawsuits across the country, including one in Houston for the right to marry his laptop. What a moron. Let's find out why. Chris says if men can marry men, he's argued, why can't he marry his computer? Wow. What a a really mature approach to uh, same gender marriage. (laughs) Oh, I hope you don't have children. The plaintiffs also include an evangelical minister and a woman who's and some woman who says she got into a custody battle with her husband after he left her for a transgender woman. Well, that's great. Why don't you take your personal vendetta and then extrapolate that into uh, into the wants and needs of of, of the rest of us? <laughs> you know, I tell you right now, transgenders are evil. Why? Well, because my husband left me for one. Oh, okay. So <laughs> the one case that you had in your life. <laughs> And so we should all we should all just also agree that they're evil. Wow, are people dumb? I never thought I'd hear it out of Houston, though. Houston's a pretty cool city, from what I understand. Um, I'm sure it is cool. I'm sure this is just a small population there. But you know, these people are living in the past. It's really sad. I mean, I get pissed and stuff. And believe me, I would love to argue with them um, on a panel of some sort and just make them look like total idiots. But at the end of the day, I feel sorry for them because they just they're undeveloped human beings. Um, you know, they're walking around with archaic brain cells. And, you know, we're never going to, you know, we need, what's good is these people are old and, and they're going to die off someday. And then, <laughs> and then, you know, young people that are, uh, you know, have a, a much more healthier point of view and embrace change better uh, and, in, and embrace growth. And <laughs> they're going to be making decisions and that's going to be great for us. I mean, but don't get me wrong. I don't think all young people should be making decisions. Like there's a good, there's a good portion of them who are doing dumb stuff. Hello, Tide Pod challengers. But in general, uh, you know, I, I can't wait for the young people to take over. And then I won't have to do stories like this. <laughs> 
By the way, who wants to go with me to Drag Queen Hour? Drag Queen, I'm sorry, Drag Queen Storytelling Hour. That sounds like a blast, man. I would totally go to that. A stunt rapper by the name of John James has died after falling from a plane during a wing-walking rap stunt. This is, first of all, I didn't know there was stunt rappers. Is that a new genre of music? I'm not familiar with that. Is that when you, like, why you rap while jumping out of a burning building? Like, how does this work? I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Are you rapping while you take, you take fake bullets to the chest? John James McMurray was walking on the wing of a Cessna plane when he fell. He was walking and performing, I, I imagine. He's a Canadian rapper. You know, I thought you Canadians were a lot smarter than this. Um, <laughs> right, Ben? <laughs> a Canadian rapper has died while filming a stunt that involved rapping while walking on the wing of a plane. The British Columbia's coroner service said that 34-year-old James, John James McMurray had been with a team making videos of plane stunts, rapping, and parachuting. This guy's way too old to do this kind of stuff. 34 years old. Get it together, man. Look, all right. I don't want to bash this dude. He's dead now. I feel awful. But, I mean, come on, man. You're 34-year-old. You, have a, you, 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 try to, you try to get a stunt rapping career off the ground. You're in your 30s. What are you doing with your life? What, what are you? I don't know. I mean, not to say that, you know, doing a... I'm in my 30s when I started the Weird AF News podcast. It's not exactly... But... But I mean, come on, I wouldn't start a rap career in my 30s, and I certainly wouldn't be doing stunt rapping and, and rhyming on, the, on, the, on a plane propeller or dangling out a helicopter. This is stupid stuff. My, you know, I don't want to say that you deserve what you get, but I mean, really, you deserve what you get in this instance. Now, McMurray's manager, Ryan DeRozier, said the rapper had trained intensively for this stunt, but as he moved farther out on the wing of the airplane, the small Cessna went into a da- downward spiral. Because well, all of his weight was on one end of it. They show the plane. It's tiny. You're going to, you know, 200-pound man going to stand on the plane? This is silly behavior, man. What are you doing rapping on the wing of a plane? Where did you get this cockamamie idea? How high are you? I get seriously high, and I don't even get ideas like that. This is so stupid. DeRoches said McMurray, DeRoches is his manager, says the rapper had held on to the wing too long, and by the time he let it go, he didn't have time to open his parachute, and he died on impact. The plane landed safely, however. Police are investigating the death. Friends of McMurray, the rapper, paid tribute to his, quote, unbelievable talent for music. Uh, his friend said he's known the rapper since childhood. Said he trained for, for, the, for this stunt for many months. He planned for everything. It should have been straightforward. It's one of those things. We're not really sure what happened. Oh, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, you decided to have a stupid career called stunt rapping. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah, where I rap on the edge of a volcano, perhaps. And then he falls into the volcano, and what happened? What, we're still trying to wrap our head around what happened. I'll tell you what happened. This guy's got a terrible, terrible death wish. This is what happened. <laughs> you should know better than to be playing games on planes. You don't play games on the wing of planes. You know? It's one thing if you're a prof- if you really are a professional rapper, you I mean rapper, professional stunt person, you have background training, you've done this for decades in 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 professional feature films and stuff and then you jump off the wing of a plane. Like those guys are, you know, those guys are special people. You can't just be, "Oh, I'm a rapper, but you know what? I'm a stunt rapper." Yeah, you know, I don't know. I've done some parkour. Hey, why don't I jump off a plane, just rap on top of a wing? I mean, this is just really really ridiculous. 
I'm sorry. I know I should be more empathetic, but I can't. I can't be. <laughs> I just can't. And by the way, who can hear you rapping on the wing of a plane? Who who can hear that? That's not good sound. You got to rap in a studio. Everybody knows that. You rap in a studio. It has good sound. It's windy up there on the wing of a plane. What are you doing? So not only are you, you endangering yourself, you're endangering yourself to, to get a product that no one's going to be able to enjoy because who's going to hear you? <laughs> huh. Stunt rapper dies trying... This, this headline is just amazing. Stunt rapper dies trying to rap on the wing of a plane. I mean, I just can't even... I never thought in all my life I'd read something like this. By the way, shout out to my friend Isabel who sent me this article. Did I already say that already? She's lovely as hell and she thought this was... She's, <laughs> she's, she has a very dark sense of humor like me, so she also thought this was very funny. Um, I guess this guy's done some skiing stunt work while rapping as well. He broke his back <laughs> while skiing in Calgary. <laughs> oh, it says here he comes from the world of uh, skiing, professional skiing, ski jumping, and he broke his back while skiing, and after his injury, he was inspired and turned his gaze to music and decided to combine rap with his love for stunts. <laughs> oh, man. He's in one video. He's got a rap video. Oh, my goodness. There's one where he's, he's rapping while skydiving. And another one where he's base jumping off a bridge from the top of a moving tractor trailer. Oh my goodness, this guy is out of his mind. How do you I'm going to play some of the video of him rapping out of a out of while jumping out of a plane. Oh my god, it's terrible music too. He died for terrible music. Oh man, it wasn't even like it was... We're not talking about an Amy Winehouse situation here, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, this is terrible. Oh, and he's just an idiot. You should see him in the video. This guy's an idiot. I mean, this is Mother Nature's way of removing people who don't really need to be here. Uh, how could you, Jones? He's so mean. What if that happened to you? Listen, listen. If I decided to, that I was going to be a rap... I mean, I'm sorry. Let us let me rephrase this. If I decided I was going to be a stunt comedian and I was going to tell jokes, you know, dangling from the top of the Eiffel Tower or something, and then I fell to my death, I deserve that, okay? I deserve that. And, and I deserve to be called an idiot afterward, too. I will admit that right here, right now. You can call me a dummy all you want because I decided to do something dumb which was do stand-up comedy on the edge of a pole jutting out of the Eiffel Tower. Or, you know, name your dangerous spot on the edge of a volcano. Skydiving and telling my jokes? Is that what I'm... <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. I just don't... You know. Maybe I'm wrong. You guys, call me, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm a jerk. Tell me I'm an ass. Go ahead. You call, you call me, you tell me I'm an ass. You tell me I'm wrong in saying that this... This was already... What, what, I mean, 
This was his fate. He was fated to do this. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, guys. Those who did, I'm publishing a few of them. Uh, also got some pretty cool emails we have here from uh, Jonicus Hatch. <laughs> Jonicus Hatch. Cool name. Said, had me in effing stitches for some reason. Thank you for Weird AF News. I listen to it every day off my Google Home after listening to regular news. I'm from Canada. I don't feel compelled to lock my apartment door, but my fiancé does because he's paranoid. <laughs> well, my, fr- my friend Ben called in and said he didn't lock his door living in Toronto for two years. That's out, of, that's out of control to me. I'm like, how do you even do that? Unbelievable. Uh, also got an article from Bonnie Collier. Thank you so much. It's a Florida one. I'm going to do Florida tomorrow. Uh, who else sent me some some emails? Okay, looks like we covered that. Well, I got some uh, articles sent me from a fella named David Boyd on Facebook. So thank you, David. He sent me a bunch of cool stuff. Florida stuff. Amazing. Love it. Appreciate that. They're just in time for tomorrow, Florida Fridays. Um, uh, yeah, so listen, if you guys want to email me, whatever, here's how you get a hold of me. It's funnyjones at gmail.com. Pretty simple. Uh, you can call 646-450-2012. You can send me a message on Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com slash comedian Jonesy. You can also reach out to me on Instagram at funny Jones. Also Twitter at funny Jones. Also uh, check out my Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash weird AF news. And uh, what's going on over there, Jonesy? Oh, oh, which, what's going on over there? Oh, you can uh, you can support Weird AF News by sending Jonesy, you know, a couple bucks a month. Uh, enough to buy some coffee or a beer or whatever. Uh, just an extra way you can go, you can go to, you know, help support what's going on over here. Keep me going every day. Uh, there's a bonus episode that's been live and I'm going to put a video up uh, showing my, uh, where I do all the recordings here for Weird AF News. I know you're dying to see it. You're like, what could it possibly be? We hear all the construction noises. I'll bet you you're in some kind of really, really lovely place. Oh, you better believe it, guys. <laughs> uh, I'm recording my my comedy album tonight. I'm very excited for that. I'll put pictures of that and uh, video and whatnot on my Instagram. So follow me there, at Funny Jones. And I hope you guys have a great day. Jonesy, it's Ben. Hey man, here's the scoop on locking doors in Canada. So, I lived in Toronto for two years, which I think you know that, but uh, yeah man, I didn't lock my door once when I lived there for two years, and I lived in downtown, like the Annex, which is right downtown Toronto. I didn't lock my door for two years straight. Actually, that's a lie. I locked it once because I was away for a couple months, but uh, other than that, yeah man, I never locked it. I used to leave my window open. My fucking laptop would be sitting on the desk and you could see it. There were always these like hobos coming and taking beer cans out of the fucking garbage. But yeah, man, never locked my door. Uh, people in rural areas, they tend not to lock their doors either. But major cities, most people lock their doors. So, but yeah, that's the way it goes down. Hey, Jonesy, this is Dallas from Minnesota. So yeah, uh, in yesterday's podcast where you were talking about... Uh, not locking the doors in Canada. Well, here's something funny. I, I live in Minnesota. I rarely ever lock my door. I drive a work truck every day, and 
Uh, I may park my vehicle somewhere, and I'll have to walk maybe a mile from my truck uh, to do a job. And I often leave the keys in the ignition, never lock the doors. Uh, it's, it's kind of funny, especially since I got a computer in my truck. I got I usually use leave my personal phone in the truck, um, and I got a bunch of other uh, a, a, equipment for my work that's in the truck too so anyone could basically steal it but uh um you know i never had the even the thought that anyone's going to steal anything at home i you know i might leave one door locked and one door unlocked because i got two doors to my house but uh um it's not something i really worry about uh um and not something i really ever have um now i live in a small town in minnesota but I work in larger cities, and I still don't uh, in, throughout Minnesota, including Bloomington and, um, you know, where the Mall of America is, and I still leave my door unlocked for, for my truck all the time. <laughs> but, yes, we live in different worlds. Have a great day. Hey, Jonesy, you're brilliant and you're weird. I called in before and told you how you're just reading these stories Fresh and right off the top of your head, you come up with all of these brilliant remarks, these off-the-cuff one-liners, and you do a fantastic job at it. I called in once before when you were doing a story about a lady who makes novelties out of moose poop, and you said, you know, you were talking about that she does these arts and crafts things, and you made the comment that she makes things out of arts and crafts. And you missed the mark just by a bit, and it would have been better if you said farts and craps. And uh, you played that the next day on the air, and thanks for doing that. You did it again today. You came just ever so close. And I know if you read through the stories first and prepared your remarks, you'd hit a bullseye every time. On today's stolen colon story, you read about the doctor who was working for the uh, cancer society that uh, – had the uh, object stolen, the stolen colon, and you said his name was Dr. John Ashcraft. And you said when your name is something like that, you just about have to go into the uh, colon business. And you said because his name is so close that it's like Dr. John Ashcraft. And I know if you had been reading the story before, you would have come up with Dr. John Ashcrack. Anyway, Jonesy, for coming with these things right off the top of your head. You do a marvelous job. We can't expect any more of you. Anyway, keep reading the weird stories. We love you, and we just admire the hell out of what you do on the fly. Take care, and keep bringing us the stories, man. Love you. Hey, Jonesy. It's Zoe. So I'm listening to you talk about the giant inflatable cola that was stolen, and I have actually been through one of those giant inflatable colons. Please don't ask me why. It was a very weird time in my life. But you walk through. It's like a tunnel. And you walk through, and it shows you, like, all the things that could go wrong with your colon. So you can, like, touch one side of it, and you can feel polyps, which is apparently a really bad thing. And then on the other side, they have, like, cancer cells. The whole thing is super creepy. I want to know what the person who stole it is going to do with it. Because that's even more creepy than the giant inflatable colon. Just saying.